You say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Oh, come on, y'all, let's... Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio, talk 24-7. Morning Coffee Radio with the motivator Jazzy G, Charles Tall, and DJ Nelson the Maestro. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my soul motivated. It's Terrific Tuesdays with the motivator Jazzy G. Today, beloved, is Terrific Tuesday. That's right, today is Terrific Tuesday. You know what that means? That means it's that Taco Tuesday. Is that what, what Cheryl called it? She called it Turn It Up Tuesday. And, and the one that's by my side, that's right, she's a funny bubble lady. And she keep it turning it up. That's what she like to do, y'all. But in my book, she's kind of a snitch, but that's all right. She's the one, the only, the incomparable show star. Twinkle, twinkle, it's Cheryl Star. What up, star? Twinkle, twinkle, Jazzy G. Good morning, my soul motivators. Ah, you like how I switched it up this time. <laughs> yes, because it's Turn Up Tuesday, so you never know which direction I'm going to turn up in. <laughs> oh, oh, good. You, you're attending day, star. I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> it's all good today. We're going to have some fun, though. We can't have fun without this man, though. He's the glue to keep us together. He's the percolator. That's right. He is the the man, the myth, the legend. He is the one. I mean, he is the mashup key. He makes it all happen, y'all. He's the man about town they talked about. See, he got so many names. He's the one, the only. Oh, yeah. DJ Nelson, the maestro. What up, Nelson? What up, Jazzy G? What's Good up? Good morning, up? Nelson. The mashup king is back in the building. Star. In the building, in yes, the indeed. Terrific Tuesday. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> hey, it's time to have some fun on this turn up terrific Tuesday. Oh, we're going to be rocking. Yes, okay. yes. Hey, morning coffee cool is coming at you today. We're going to have some fun today. There's a lot of stuff going on today. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. You know what I'm saying? So I'm ready for you, Nelson. I'm ready for that music. See how I'm dressed, right? Exercise at the same time. Get my dance on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know. He digging those crates on Tuesday. That's right. You know that. <laughs> crates on the Tuesday, though. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but so motivated. We gonna we gonna turn things up in here and have a little bit of fun with you. Hey. Hold on to your hats. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. So we keep doing this again and again and again. Because it's about to Hey, we're about to go in. <laughs> hey, Star. Yes. Let's start things off right. Let's say, let's give the soul motivators what they want. Let's do some housekeeping. You ready to give them some housekeeping? And the words of Tone Lope, let's do it. It's time to get to some <laughs> housekeeping. All right, Star. What you got for housekeeping today? Well, housekeeping is always a good time that I like to talk about, especially, you know, you call me a snitch, Jazzy G, but I call it truth tellers. <laughs> 2024 is the year of truth, even though it's year of healing and everything. But I want to start this housekeeping off with the Monique interview on oh, Club yeah. Shay Shay. Oh, yeah. It is Monique, and I'm pretty sure mostly everybody's seen it. So, motivators, we want to know what you think of it. But what I want to give, uh, I want to talk about it, Jazzy G, because not only did Monique, you know, rediscuss her conversation that she had with Taraji 10 years ago, because, right. you know, 
you know, I've said it, you know, because like I said, so motivators. I met Monique when she was on her Las Vegas residency. And, you know, myself and some of my coworkers, she say one thing about the truth, Jazzy G, the truth never changes. Yeah. Well, exactly. Monique told us that story <laughs> about Tyler Perry, Lee Daniels and Oprah Winfrey. And that story has been the same since she first said it. Yep. So that's one thing about a truth teller. The truth is not going to change no matter the year, no matter the time, no matter the hour, <laughs> no it matter who make, you telling it to. It will make you free. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to change because it's the truth. That's you right. get what I'm saying? So she basically was reiterating what came about on the uh, blackball of her career. And, you know, she just also added some things, you know, she added some things about, you know, uh, she had this conversation with Taraji about speaking up for, you know, because Taraji Ben was experiencing undervalued money for her services. And, you know, Monique gave her the credit because like you and I said, and I know you said Taraji uh, should have been nominated for the Oscar. I agree with you. But Monique even said that sister has been putting in work. She's been constantly working. Yeah, and for her to be constantly working, she's a hot ticket in Hollywood. Yes, mm. she's been on everything. She's done movie. She, you know how you don't see people in certain movies after a while. You be like, oh, I see them in a movie in a while. Tarazi has been working. Yeah, yeah. And for her to be underpaid, yeah. it's a travesty. She like so the I, Samuel Jackson. Yes, <laughs> yes. She's an yes. Yeah. And one thing that I did say, because Shannon, you know, he asked us some good questions. I think after the Cat Williams criticism, because we thought Shannon did a good job. I know you did, too. Yes. And he had got some criticism because when you're telling somebody a story and the person has no idea of what you're talking about, they can't ask for certain questions. Only a good journalist can just ask questions that maybe the audience. But he wasn't a part of all of that. But now he has some good questions. So he asked them. He said, um, what, why do you think back when you set the message, Viola Davis set the message 10 years ago, Right. it didn't catch on. But when Taraji said it, and Moni said, it's the messenger. She said, see, nobody expects a big black, big mouth woman to speak up because the first thing they're going to say is you need to be grateful. You're big and fat. Right, right. So that is what I was saying And a lot of people always think Because a truth teller May come across as a big mouth person Because people don't like to hear the truth Like you said The truth will make them free And after the truth comes out Now you gotta change Make a transition Right, right? So those are the hardest things Like you talk about When you talk about your um, Your um, Dang I just got a <laughs> I just got a, a, a brain fart but when you talk about your tra you know transformation and helping people recognize their healing you know so monique said it's it's who i was it was the messenger right you know and she said now taraji they'll listen to her because she came on that that uh promotion and she looked broken and when people see you broken and that's when remember when we you talked about jazzy you said something about people do things for reasons either they feel they pity you or they they doing it to pay for it Sorry, so, when you tell your story you're gonna only get three responses from telling your story it's either gonna be out of judgment 
it's going to be at a pity or it's going to be at a, or, or it's going to be at a, a, a applause which right. you know saying? So, yeah right so when monique <laughs> told it they're going to judge your story you know with judgment right. comes comes penalty you know what i'm saying that oh. was monique they were right. judging her so judge. out of taraji is pitying her right mm-hmm. right so monique brought that to attention so i was like oh man and 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 i agree because you know a couple of things that monique has and i spoke about this when i was looking to be in the music industry as a rapper mm-hmm. and i noticed this stuff because i brought it up a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about donald d and we was talking about you know all the producers of the pioneers and what i know remember i said they they negotiate with women differently oh, yeah. when you don't have a man in your corner oh yeah because oh, yeah. either either they want to make a pass at you yeah to bring you in because you heard about all these female rappers that dated these guys and came in under a man mm-hmm. or they want you to shut up and give you whatever they want to give you right. and so monique kind of said that was exactly why she was considered a big mouth because she broke it down it wasn't just because of the tyler perry and the oprah winfrey comment but monique has always stood up for her rights and that's because she was violated as a young girl and she grew up under that traumatic remember that traumatic term kids are meant to be seen and not heard bs now i'm gonna speak up right and she said she can't keep her mouth quiet no more Right, especially when something isn't right. So that's all that is, and and for real people, and you know, some people was like even Charlemagne and I'm on a Breakfast Club. They apologized to Monique because yeah, I, she saw was, that, I saw that too. I saw the apology, and that was bigger them. To, to that was bigger them because sometimes we <laughs> quick to judge and we don't know the story. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes people are quick to judge and they don't know, but when we stop, sit back and stop judging. Like you said, judging or they pity you. But when you sit back and listen, why people say the way they say things, because you speak on that all the time, why you're the way you are. Right. So when people listen, now you can understand it. It don't mean you have to agree, but you can understand it instead of judging. Right. You know, so Monique, she unveiled a lot of stuff. But like I said, she reiterated because some people's like oh she said the same thing but all she was bringing to attention to us is that when are we going to stop judging the truth tellers and 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 listen to what we have to say no matter who it is because if you got a big mouth people are like oh you need to be grateful stop you know you could you could have still been in baltimore struggling you know because the, the truth hurts it hurts happens is anytime a mirror is put in front of you it's the hardest thing in the world to to look in that mirror and then say okay this is me what's <laughs> that's this true that i don't like and what what is this about me that i can change it's that's a hard i mean because when i was getting married i was looking in the mirror and i said wedding or hoe wedding or hoe i don't want to be a hoe <laughs> That that truth that truth may hurt you. <laughs> Yo, you oh my god! But but you know what, Jazzy G? What I like about what Monique said is that you know a lot of things that she addressed, and you know, um, speaking of Cat Williams, and she said, you know, everybody said this, he's brilliant. But what she like about Cat Williams is that he never talks about all the community things that he do. He never talks about all the humanitarian things. And she said that brother has done 
a lot. Now, right. one thing she did say about Kevin Hart, because she said when she was, you know, struggling, you know, because they lost tens of millions of dollars due to yeah. uh, uh, the back the black wall. She said Kevin Hart did give her a bag. She said, I'm not going to uh, lie. That brother came and said, here you go, Monique. I know you're not doing well. And he said, and she said he gave her a bag. She said, then they wind up getting talks to get a talk show and Kevin Hart knew the producer. And right. so Kevin Hart told Monique, allegedly, and this is what Monique is saying, so everybody can watch the interview if you didn't watch it. Monique said, Kevin Hart said, Mo, I got you. Whatever, you, whatever you're doing, whatever y'all about to do, I support it. And Monique said, Kevin Hart is so big today that all you do is got to tell the, 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 the company, the production company, Kevin Hart is back in this. And she said, that's how powerful his name is. She said, as soon as they told them that, they said, okay, they started planning the production and blah, blah, blah. And she said, now when it's time to make it happen, Kevin Hart management, the, the production company reached out to Kevin Hart management instead of directly reaching out to Kevin Hart. Because, you know, some people like to say, call my manager. Probably, right. So they probably couldn't reach Kevin Hart directly like, like Mo, Monique and. Right. So, so she said that's what they did. And when they called his management, the management responded back that we are not backing this project. So Monique said she picked up the phone because she said they called her and was like, Monique. Kevin Hart management is like he's not backing this so she said she immediately reached back out to Kevin Kevin picked up and she said what's going on right and she said Kevin Hart was like I'll fix it I'll fix it she said that was two years ago she haven't heard from Kevin Hart since <laughs> she, said, she hasn't heard from Kevin Hart since now she brought the tape because remember I said she they played the audio because I heard the audio when she played it on one of the Blogs uh, that she was interviewing with back when that happened. That Tyler Perry was on the phone with her and her husband saying, "We did y'all wrong. You didn't do anything wrong." And that when my movie come, I'm about to do the red carpet. I'm gonna tell the world that we were wrong. She got him on video, so she played that for Shannon Sharp. Of course, she didn't play it over the interview, but she said, "Shannon, didn't you hear the recording?" And here's the thing: a lot of people was going back and say that was illegal. It wasn't illegal in her state, and that's what she was saying. You know how you was talking about people look at social media and they think they know the law when they when they see the cops. <laughs> when they see the cops and they be like, "I don't gotta give you my my ID." Right. <laughs> so Monique was saying, people are so quick to say that's illegal. No, it's not. And she was able to record Tyler Perry. And so Shannon Sharp said, well, what made you record him? And she said, you know why I recorded him? Because they switch up when it's in the public, when it, when the people are around. They say, she said, because everybody agreed with her behind closed doors. They agreed that she did nothing wrong. But, you know, and that's what sneaky and people she do. That, she said that on Steve Harvey's show. Right around that time, she said, all y'all said... And, and right did nothing wrong you were right mo he said all y'all said that behind closed doors but none of y'all would go public and say it right and, said, and that's where the problem come right right so you know i i enjoyed the interview i thought she she got a lot off her chest and um since then you know uh you know because she spoke of her and dl hoosley and i think the her and dl hoosley was similar to the cat williams and the um the, what's the guy that that was supposed to be Santa Claus? What was his name again? Oh, uh, are you you talking about um 
oh god it, he slipped he slipped my mind just yeah now. but the you know remember when they had that little ricky dis- smiley ricky, ricky smiley. smiley i think yeah. there was a little confusion so well monique or shannon club shay say has said that uh the reason her and dl Hughley they fell out way before that promotion of the tour right. um so i really thought that monique should have blamed the producers or whoever was promoting that tour because there was one flyer that said D.L. Hughley was headlining. Then they, they signed the contract that Monique would be the headliner. Headliner, right. So it was a confusion in the promotion, it sounds like. But right. where it got ugly at is that uh, Monique wound up going on before D.L. Hughley because he came to the studio. He came to the, uh, to the theater late. So right. she said she was not gonna make the people wait to know nine thirty because the they were there since eight o'clock. So right. she was waiting because in her mind, D.L. Hughley is going on before her. Right. And so when he was taking too long to show up, she went on stage, and that's when she shared with the audience what the delay was. So I think that that part she could have worked that out backstage with him and and they work it out with the promoter because we was just talking on our prior show how these promoters be putting people names on the cell the seller the seller tickets so i i think that wasn't maliciously done that's just my uh humble opinion like i feel like you know when monique started because that beef got ugly really fast because monique talked about his daughter being molested and what monique was saying on shannon shop she corrected what what even I thought, you know, because um, Dale Hughley uh, did a, another blog saying you, you're disgusting because you talked about my family and our beef. And she said, no, you I retweeted something that you tweeted. So Dale Hughley daughter got molested and he initially didn't believe her. And he retweeted that that was the hardest decision. And he regretted, you know, and of course, all fathers, you Jazzy G being uh, a, a girl dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said the worst thing he he hated himself for is not being there when that incident originally happened, and maybe right, he yeah. would have spared his daughter a lot of pain. So you want to protect your daughters, your daughter, father. your kids in general, but fathers want to protect their daughters, so, right? Exactly. So you know, the, to me, Dale was sharing his confession because sometimes you got to speak things out loud to get it off you too. Right. And I think Monique shouldn't have took his vulnerable confession and used it as her point but you know monique is is uh, experiencing that too because she said her own father didn't protect her from her brother Uh, mm -hmm. so you know so she had her reasons and sometimes when you know when you're a victim of something you bring it to light because you you know i had that conversation so motivated i told you about my mother my grandmother Mm -hmm. and my nieces and how my mother held that over my sister's head about um, my nieces being molested and mm-hmm. I sat down my mother and I said you you gotta let that go because you know what I'm saying you didn't protect you didn't protect her from being molested right and, and mama didn't protect you from being molested and our grandmother's mother didn't protect her from being molested so again you know what I'm saying so no one protect no one nobody protected no one so the pathology that was going on that the women in the family got molested and and, and, and what happened is and, and results of my mother it started teenage pregnancy you know what I'm saying and the teenage oh. pregnancy of my grandmother because my grandmother was 30 when she had my mother my mother's the oldest 
and she had my, my mother at the age of 30, but my grandmother was promiscuous. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's that's the thing. So you know what I'm saying? My grandmother's a party girl. You know what I'm saying? So right. that, that it brings that on. You know what I'm saying? Right. But to, for love. So I I was saying that to my mother and my sister and my mother did heal each other before my mother did pass. They healed from each other. So, right. so I but I had to let my mother know that you gotta let that go in the sense of you gotta heal from that because you can't hold that over her head because that's your guilt. For not protecting her So Right Her daughters You're just feeling it's, it's part of the guilt thing You know So that it does And it brings up a lot of A lot of hurt and, A lot and, of hurt Right yeah. and, and it's a It's a it's a brokenness Hurt thing And it's hard It's just like with a lot of men That you know saying a, a lot of men Has been molested And You know Even though they may brag and say, "Oh, you know, my babysitter was thirteen and I was nine. Right? He was violated, bro. And the reason why you treat women a certain way is because of that. You just don't mm-hmm. get. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of men that's violent toward women, you know, what I'm saying because they've been violated before. Right. You know? And it, it's not just because they seen their mother being being brutalized by their father. You have the, those mm-hmm. men that's been they've been touched themselves. And right. So they get out on women. You know what I'm saying? Just the same. Even though they may act like, oh, I'm a I'm a player player. You know, my third my third 14 year old uh, babysitter that I had a crush on, and, and she took me in the bathroom, and she did this to me, and a, that messes up your head. That messes up your psyche because it's not natural. You know, so right, right, yeah. So they don't, they don't look at the warnings of the trigger. They just uh, project and and, and uh, uh, what is it? A uh, lash out, you know. And, uh, so and I then, think that is a part of all of that because, like you said, that all connects to because they didn't get the healing in the right way. So it's yeah. lashing out on different yeah, levels. Trauma. Yeah, yeah, trauma, trauma, right? Make you act a certain way. That it's not really you, but because you've been protected by your ego for so long since you were three years old, mm-hmm. you, you you know what I'm saying. So you really, you really just take that on. You know, so you take you know you take on the the persona of from 13. You take on the persona of your ego. We call it personality. So whatever that right. is, that's your protection right there, and, and that's where you 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 just look look for for that way. So your ego takes it on. That's why. It mind boggles some people when things happen, and you go, "Well, why did you let that? Why did why did you do that?" And they, we can't understand it because it's not our egos; they ego. Mm-hmm. I mean? It's just like men that start wars for no reason at all. It's like, why are you start this war? It's their egos, they they trauma, you know. And if you really look at the psychology of of a lot of men, is they they start wars, actual wars, because of their childhood trauma. Could you? Right. Yeah. And one other thing that um, Monique was saying is that um, she gets a lot of slack for uh, being in in love with her husband. And the reason why she say this is what black women do when you're in love with a man, you that man is your king. You're bigging yeah. that man up. And her, her husband is also her manager. And so she said, when we're promoting negativity about love, because everybody comments on her husband, she said, Stephanie Mills tried to get uh, Tyler Perry, because Stephanie Mills is a good friend of hers and a friend of Tyler Perry. She said, a lot of us have mutual friends and our mutual friends that know things ain't right. 
they're not just going to keep quiet just to keep the other friend happy. Right. And she said, so Stephanie Mills called Tyler Perry up and Tyler Perry said, okay, I'll meet with Monique, but not with her husband. And so she said, Monique said, that's when I declined to meet with him. She said that Oprah made a comment. Um, well, you know, if you feel that we owe you an apology, we'll talk to you without your husband. So she said, look how we in the black community, as we are trying to get the black man out of the picture. And, you know, we have tons of conversations like that. Always. And but it's sadder when it's our own people, when we know we struggle with black love. There's a war going on with men and women. And Monique said, because I say my husband is my king, I call him my daddy. And she said, let me tell you why. Because she said her two prior marriages did not work because she thought she was the man in the relationship. And right. she mean that by she's an aggressive woman. She was the breadwinner. So she said her husband, who was her best friend, he was her friend since college. And they he was her friend when she was married to these other men. And even when she dated Jevel LeVert, she talked right. about that briefly, how, you know, she liked Jevel LeVert, but Jevel LeVert didn't like her. She said, so her husband was like, you know what, Mo? I want to talk to you, you know? And he said, he told her why these men, you, you can't, you can't be the man, Mo. You cannot, you have to, and she has to, she was, she's aggressive because she'd been taken advantage of and molested. <laughs> and, and that put her up on her guard. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So she explained, this is why I am, I am. But now that I am a woman, I, I know, she said, this is the first time I know my place. Right. So now that I know my place, you see all the backlash she's getting? She said, even Tiffany Haddish, who is a young girl who made a comment, oh, no, I'm not like Monique. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't get a husband like hers. And she knows nothing about she's following the gossip. Right. And she said Tiffany Haddish never met her husband and, and to make a comment Like oh I don't want a husband She said if you had a husband Tiffany You probably wouldn't have had all those DUIs Or you would have probably had <laughs> representation when, when they was trying to Knock you out of Hollywood Yeah. So be careful What you say on people Right <laughs> So I agree with her wholeheartedly And then lastly she's going on tour She's added to the Cat Williams tour With Tori Hart that we uh, we gotta go there, Jazzy. Yeah. I'm in the building. Yeah, we gotta I'm, go. I'm because I remember I said I want to go anyway because I was interested in Tori Hart because I heard she was funny. Yeah. Now that Monique is on the tour, then you know because I oh, think yeah. you know if, if Tyler Perry and Oprah, we already see what they made up. We already see it. Right. Fifty Cent even had a conversation with Tyler Perry because what I think is we gotta. Heal each other as a culture right. You know even in hip hop Even in the movies We gotta we gotta stop Doing each other wrong So now we can hold The other cultures Accountable in right. a real way Because the first thing they say is Oh they kill each other Or they shice each other And it was sad that Monique got up there And said 
Barbara Walters, who is a white woman who is one of the top journalists, you know, she passed away, but she said, it's sad when Barbara Walters, they called her to do the story about Monique's mother and her brother. And Barbara Walters called Monique and Monique said, she said, Monique, I declined. I'm not going to, you just on a high, you just got the Oscar. I'm not going to bring your image, tarnish your image down. I declined. She said she didn't even have to say nothing to Barbara. Barbara Walter called her with that. Right. Now we know Barbara Walter did some shiesty stuff too. <laughs> but her point was I confided in Oprah before the world knew about it. Oprah brought them on her show and Oprah did call her and she said Oprah said your brother will be on because he's a changed man and he want to apologize to you. So Monique said, "Who is she to stop people from confessing their sin?" So she said, "Okay." But Oprah said nothing about her mother and her father and all of them being on there. And that's where she said she found out the day they was on and she said if Oprah would have been honest and said it was her mother too she would have said shut it down don't yeah. don't air it she said because oprah did give her a courtesy call do you want me to air do you want me to uh shut this show down that your brother or don't invite your brother i just want to share that with you because they were building what she thought was a sisterhood right so you can't tell me half the story but you got an ulterior motive behind closed doors that you know if you would have mentioned my mother if i shared to you what was going on with me and my mother you know if you would have told me my mother was on i would have said shut it down right. so my, oprah did some sneaky shit <laughs> excuse me Nelson, bleep me out <laughs> oprah yeah. did some sneaky sneaky stuff yeah yeah and that's where I, you can't do nothing but respect monique and like yeah. monique said i love on my people but i'm not gonna be the type that's not gonna call them out when they do something wrong and she said we all do that and i agree sometimes people are biased to people that they like but they call everybody else out you gotta call out people you like too that makes you real right right right, right? that's my right. opinion like i can't be like oh i don't like this but my girlfriend is over here doing it but i'm close turning a blind eye because she's my friend and it still ain't right and and so shannon said like you call me Jesse G. Shannon said, oh monique you're just out here snitching on people <laughs> monique said you ain't gonna be my friend and lie that this man is your baby father when you telling me he's not she said because right. you're gonna ruin this man's life right you know so she said yes i will tell she said if you got a secret and you don't want to and you 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 she said she's gonna ask you mate before you tell me the secret is this something that's gonna hurt somebody's life because you right. gotta be careful people think oh i'm confiding in you but it's wrong i'm gonna tell you what's wrong yeah yeah and, and some people are gonna hold you to that fire and some friends are like that true friends are like that that's I, the kind of friend i am my friends will tell you that, that, hold me accountable because yeah. i certainly will hold you yeah yeah it, exactly it's just like it's just like my friends that i you know that wasn't doing the right thing as as a father mm -hmm. children and i and i had to call them on it because and not saying that i was better than them and you know what I'm saying i struggled as, as a father my dog going so I'm saying because I was being a present father doesn't mean that you you don't struggle because you there and you're in the house and you're paying the bills or right 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 does that mean you're struggling being a father it doesn't make you the ultimate father you know what I'm saying but I could not hang with my friends that was that was not doing what they should do as a as a father as a parent as like that I'm being a hypocrite I can't go along with our friendship over that and I 
and fatherhood is so dear to me it's 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 spiritual for me so you know what i'm saying and because because i didn't have my father right my father right. was five that's that's not you know what I'm saying that's not my fault that's not his fault you know what i'm saying but you know what i'm saying all in all but it, it happened you know what i'm saying it happened in, in life so I, I, what I desired so much, I wanted my kids to have. I wanted my kids to have what I didn't have, and that's right. father. Half of my problems, and I would say, I, I, I don't even know why I said half. Okay, ninety percent of my issues in my life is because I didn't have a father. Right, and I mean, and I know that for a fact. I remember when I ran away, I ran away at the age of like 13 or something like that. I ran away from school. I think I was at 12 or something like that. Okay. Cause I wasn't, cause I wasn't even in high school yet. I was like 12 or something like that. And uh, you know, I went to parochial school. So right. then I did and my, and I was moving slow and my mother was fussing at me and I was getting on my clothes and getting my books and getting everything. And you know what I'm saying? And, and putting on my tie real slow and everything and my mother was like she was just fussing at me and i'm talking under my breath and she said when you get back in here i'm gonna whip you behind and this and this and that and i'm like <laughs> you, know, and you know our black parents they whip you right they'll you know? give you they'll let you know people <laughs> need to whip me for what was going on it was it was about talking <laughs> I'm some stuff i'm going through hormones you can't help me lady right oh, right you just don't, I don't care how aggressive you are, I don't care how strong you are, you work two jobs, all that stuff, you cannot help me. You're not a man. You don't know how to help me. Now, right. I don't know this. I don't know this. You didn't know that. Right. Old. right. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like 11, 12 years old. I don't know this. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. I don't know how to express myself. All I know how to do is grumble and moan and do whatever, whatever, and, and, and cry under my breath and say, all that. you know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying? I got to the bus stop. And I was just crying My tears And I'm just crying 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 And I just threw my books down And ran And all I did was just run I don't know. <laughs> You know I Yeah yeah I, I get it house. I ran to my aunt and uncle house In the Delano village You know what I'm <laughs> So that's all I did You know what I'm saying Because I, I don't know any better I, Right right And what happened is I just I was like missing So I didn't So so when it's time for me To come home They don't see me And I So I ran to my aunt's house But my aunt was at work So There was nobody there To open the door for me <laughs> You know what I'm saying So now I'm just wandering around I'm going in the park I'm like in You know what I'm saying Marcus Garvey Park And all kinds of stuff I'm just like Here I am And, and here this kid With this You know And I went to prep school So I look preppy You know what I'm saying right. But what happened is my books I threw my book bag down And ran off And a woman saw it So my books Have my name And telephone number Right Because back in the days We had a, uh, right, school, yes, We had our name And stuff in our books Yep Books Right And she called my mother She called Oh mother. right Right That's how I got my books And everything like that She started She said right. Put books down and run You know what I'm saying And that type of thing So now they had This big old search Looking for me, type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like this, you know what I'm saying? Like this big old APB, like, like where's God, type of thing. You know what I'm saying? And I come home, and I think I came home kind of late. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, you know, it was just getting dark. You know what I'm saying? And again, when you're young, you know, when the street lights come on, yeah, you home. So yep. Even though you ran away. <laughs> My mind is like, oh, the street lights are on. <laughs> I only ran away for two hours. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little hungry too. <laughs> <laughs> 
see how that's going to work out. Yeah, now, I got a refrigerator <laughs> full of food. I'm going to get my butt back home. Exactly. But again, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My mother, the whole thing, I didn't get it, end up getting a whipping and all that type of stuff. But it's like, it's, it was she, she was tickled by the whole thing. You know what I mean? But uh, again, back then, when parents were so quick to whip you for everything. Right, right. Oh, everything. <laughs> and it, it, or, or tell you, don't talk about this or be seen and not heard and all those things all those things are trauma so when people like Monique or you know they, they trauma comes comes up and come out of it those who've been through it right and more Oprah been through it Tyler been through it and you're gonna tell me now you're gonna treat somebody who's going through it you're not gonna recognize that there's something wrong with that and that's what she said about Oprah because she said you know, they bond because they share similar stories, right? Exactly. And then also, That's Oprah was underpaid at the radio station. She said Oprah exactly. told her exactly That's they paid the white was. anchor more than they paid the black anchor. And Oprah now, quit. Oprah Oprah's quit. supposed to be a feminist, right? Right. So here's this sister talking about, you know what I'm saying? You know, I didn't, you know, it wasn't all about money for her, but, but again, they would have to spend money to actually do the, the go promote it. No one said to them, hey, go promote this and we got your bill. Right. You know what I'm saying? We got you. Don't worry about it. We got you. We got your expense. We're going to give you a, uh, we're going to give you a, a, a American Express card and then y'all go put it on the, the company card. Go do what you got to do. Book your flight. Do your talk. Come on back. Got you. Nobody said that to them. And right. that was that rule. That was that wrong. And then the black ball her behind it because she didn't, you know what I'm saying? Because my ball, you see, it's that my ball theory. You know yep. what I'm saying? And again, too, too many black people get in position and they start acting like the my ball people. Right. That's the problem. Yep. And that's exactly that's what Monique, her whole issue was are y'all going because after they asked three times, she gave, she was going to give in. But she said, who's funding it? Because mm-hmm. she said she initially had a deal with Lee Daniels. She did all the promotions under the Lee Daniels network that she was required to, Lee, du- Lee Daniels right. Production. But Lionsgate called her and they called her husband because he's her manager. And they said, we right. need Monique to go to Canada. We need her to leave, you know, go promote the movie overseas and blah, blah, blah. And so Monique said, I told my husband, let them know I respectfully decline." And she explained a little thoroughly on Shannon Shop because she said, I had the Monique show. I had a comedy tour that I was doing and I just had my babies. So she said she had a lot of other obligations. So she said, I respectfully declined. She said, then Oprah, Oprah talked to her husband and Oprah said, sometimes you just got to draw a a line in the sand. (laughs) And she said, I guess. okay." so her husband said, Monique respectfully declined. So she ran into Tyler Perry and she said Tyler was like, everybody leave because she said Tyler came in and, and did the clap on. Clap, clap. <laughs> and everybody left the room. She said, you should have seen all them people scattered. She said, and I told my people, y'all don't move because y'all don't work for him. And right. she said, Tyler Perry said, Monique, I need you to go promote this movie because you you know, the buzz is you're going to get nominated for the Oscar and that's going to get you more money and if you get if you win, you're gonna even get more money. And he told her, if you win, you're gonna get six million dollars. Now Monique is educated because she already know the money game ain't right in Hollywood. So she said, Tyler, who you think you're talking to? 
Cause she know daggone well they're not giving her no six million dollars even if she win. You hear um Viola Davis, I done got two Oscars, I got the Emmy, right, I got the Tony. Exactly. Monique said, Who you think I'm boo boo the fool? The producers after she won the Oscar and that producer also treated her like crap after she spoke about it. Come on, Holly Berry talked about exactly. So that's you running running game on somebody to try to get them. And she said, she said, yeah. And then she said when she said to Tyler Perry, "Come on, who you playing with?" All right. Now she done did the Parkers before that. She she done did Queens of Comedy before that. So she know how the money game works. And she said, um, then she said, "Well, Tyler, if you really want me to do it." Are you funding this? And she said, Tyler turned around and said, I don't pay people. I don't, I don't fund people for free. And she said, well, I don't work for free. And she said, and they hugged. And that was that. Then they went behind closed doors and shammed her. Yep. Yeah. But you see how pe- people do that to you. You know, people do that to you. And that's I why I said, I'm very passionate about it. Not only because Monique shared that story, but... When in regular life, when you deal with people that smile in your face and behind your back, or when they can't say certain things in front of the same people, you gotta call them out. Yeah, you, you better call them out. <laughs> you better, especially this day and age here, you better call them out. And you know what we talk about, and I say it a lot too, is that people don't care until it affects them, until it's in their backyard, or until it affects them. And I'm, I'm glad Taraji is experiencing this Because she helping people coming before And that's what she said I can't be quiet Because that would mean I'm not making it better For people coming behind me But Monique said to her Sister, you gotta speak up And she said, Taraji said Oh, it's gonna get better Because you're believing the liars When you first come in Hollywood Like she told she and the shop when you first came in the NFL, didn't they promise you the sun, the moon, and the sky? And now when it's time to renegotiate, because once you get in there and you become a Hall of Famer or you become a, a, a most valuable player, you yeah. you know your money should be more because now you're talking to people. Remember you were saying employers don't like people to talk about their salaries? Because <laughs> you start going to lunch with Joe and you find out Joe making 10000 more than you and he doing the same job. Right. <laughs> yeah. We have some com- Companies, they literally have that in a clause, right? They have it in a in a company clause that you can't speak about salary, and that's against. That's the crazy. That is against the law. That's crazy, and, and that's what they do. Said that one time, he was saying they. He, he said these employers they break the law every day. They don't even care. They break the law. <laughs> that is federal law. You cannot tell employees that they cannot share their salary with other people because it's open competition, and that's where it's supposed to be. So you're supposed to allow them to talk uh, talk salary with their they other uh, employees and things like that it's because it, it, it's, it's competition. It's open competition. Right. That's how it's supposed to be. Right. So they, they said they violate all the time. Right. I, it's a training that I used to do all the time. It's a training that I used to do with, with people to understand The employer versus the workers And so right. it, it's like It's two charts So you put your, you know, We say to the employees Because this is how you got to get employees To realize they work Because a lot of employees They're afraid to speak up Because they're on the, they're on the mindset That I need this job And if I speak up They're going to fight That's what employers 
praised. They want people to come nah. work for you. And, and it's like a slave mentality. You're like, exchange- like you're going to either get punished by the master. Right. Because you're exchanging money for time. Right. The two but but, but here's the key. When I did this pro- this chart, Jazzy, and I did it in a, in a chart so they could really see it. It's not in a book. I did it on a blackboard. And I said, okay, where do y'all think management falls on this chart? And they said, oh, you know, because it's a long line. Somewhere in the middle. Okay, you're right. Put the manager in the middle. Okay, let's start there. Who comes before the managers? Then everybody, oh, the CEOs, the investors. Oh, great. The owners, oh, the shareholders. Those are all the people at the top who's making this company rich, right? The shareholders are investors and then the company, this and that. So where do you think the company sees the workers? And the workers sit quiet. They get quiet because now you see all the names. You see the executive, the CEO. The, where do you think they where they feel y'all at? And then they go at the bottom. So we put the workers at the bottom. This is exactly where they see y'all. But who goes right in front of the workers? Right, right in front of the workers in the middle of management supervisors. Yeah, you know, your supervisor and the managers over the supervisor. Right. They say, who you think go right above the workers? And they say, who? What do they always say? Customers. Customers right. is always right. right. So a customer could get you fired. Right. And who goes before the the customers? Those favorites. Those are the people that they pulling aside and paying them a little extra. <laughs> you know how you don't like your coworker because they are kiss they kiss the management yeah, butt. Yeah, yeah. They do that on purpose. I said this is all a part of keeping you at the bottom because most yeah. of the workers are going to be at the bottom in an employee's eyes. They got a couple of favorites that who are workers, but those workers swear they own the company. They swear they up there with the shareholders because they get treated better. And that's the slave, uh, the outhouse and the in-house. That's all of that. The house Negro and the, that's they they create. Right. It it, 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 it it flows over. It never stops. And it, that's what I said. They create all of these type of trainings on purpose to yeah. to, to keep oh, us yeah. divided. Oh, and yeah. that's why they pay certain people Divide in Hollywood. They pay certain people in Hollywood because on that strike line with the SAG after workers, they were ta- I was talking with them because I'm the type to ask questions. And they said, you know what would help us? And and, and I did hear, because I know they talked about it on the news, that Tyler Perry and some of the million dollar people helped put a gap of money in between so they could get that deal done. Because guess what? His show's on uh, BET and the, they losing money. They losing millions. They not losing a few hundred dollars, a few thousand dollars. So when it's come time for them to lose money, now they want to come at the table or say, we'll, we'll cover the union here because we need this strike to be over. So right. this is what they do. It don't, they don't, nobody gets involved until it affects their pockets. Yeah, that's what people do, and that's the problem. We got to get involved before it affects our pockets, so it won't affect our pockets. Exactly. We always wait to a problem, then to try like we wait till the trauma happens, and then we try to get healing or something. That's why I love premarital counseling. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people think, oh, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there, (laughs) and that's why you jumping over the bridge. Cross that bridge. <laughs> Everything goes sinking. <laughs> Yo, but so motivated. Uh, DJ Nelson over there, he's itching for a scratch, so we're gonna get into this and uh, we're gonna have some fun here today. But uh, Nelson, 
I know you got some, like some real dope R&B funk stuff in your pocket today, brother. And I want you to go all out because it's, it's, it's that kind of day on this terrific Tuesday and everything. So, so motivated. I want you to turn your boom boxes up because DJ Nelson, the maestro, is about to go in. We're going to have some fun. He's going to liven up the show today and have things going. Have you going? So, if you thought by any means that you thought that you wasn't going to be dancing today, because <laughs> <laughs> Nelson is about to go in. In and some songs you ain't here for a while, so you're gonna jump out to see. Go, oh, that's my jam. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I warned you, <laughs> so you can't come after me later. I warned you. So, yo, Nelson, yo, yo, yo. Ooh, uh, are you ready? Yes, let's go. The best sound. This is Trizzy Drake. This your favorite hood. This princess, sexy red. My name is the number one morning coffee. Yeah, it's Usher. My name is Summer Walker. This is 21 Savage. Where the beats are fresh. <laughs> DJ Nelson the Maestro Block Party Mashup. The Benja Styles remix. We're worldwide. We in London with a style. We in Japan. We're chilling in the villa in Egypt. My mama told me when you find love, don't leave it. Now I got my shorty's limbs frozen, anemic. Got the BM in the Rover truck. She rolling up. I got an ex boyfriend throwing up. Bulimic. I'm just gonna leave it. All these stars out, and these people know my name. I can be so pretentious, but he likes me all the same. And these lights are glowing. But he don't want none He'd rather chill and hold me Maybe he could be the one You want me to trust you But how can I trust you When I don't know the first thing about that There's so many questions And none of my lesson Messing with my heart And I just got it back I just wanna love you, baby I don't wanna waste no time
wanna meet you Can I talk to you? Mm-hmm. I really wanna know you Was a very long Trying to get my dirt built up To be someone strong I really want to meet you But I'm kind of scared Cause you're the kind of lady With so much class I get my trust together For the very next day But when I see you lay I forget what I said So such a beautiful time The way you dress and walk It really turned me up Ooh, you really turned me up Come on, come on, come on Come and talk to me I really wanna meet you Can I talk to you? I really wanna know you Come and talk to me
stupid On the B-Boy gear I found Victoria's Secret My God, I make your head nod When I come through If it's me, you're gonna do You better work out for me Surrounding is the Carmel King You know the Mecca don't swing Give you everything else but the ring So deja vu Tell you what I'm gonna do When they reminisce over you My God
you huff and puff, there's just no way you can get enough of me. Yo, mister, mister, I'm the overweight, I'm Prince, Dominator, MC, heavy D, constant weight gainer. And since I choose the weight not to lose, I will stay this way so that I can prove. MCs around, front and front, we go round for round, I go round for round. At the end of the party, when you're saying goodnight, don't come to me and say, take it light. I'm the Miss You know I 
It's the DRA. Ain't for the gangsters all across the world. Still hitting the corners in the lows, girl. Still taking my time to perfect the beat, and I still got love for the streets. It's the DRA.
It's the Morning Coffee Radio Show featuring y'all through the Motivator Jazzy J, Cheryl Star, and DJ Nelson, the Maestro. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nelson! <laughs> Nelson, no. I think I lost like five pounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. So motivated, didn't I tell you you were going to dance today? Hey, I didn't lie to you. I wouldn't lie to you. I wouldn't lie to you. This is the Nelson said, you want to turn up Tuesday? You want to change Chit Tuesday's title? Here you go. <laughs> I'm telling you, I wouldn't lie to you. I knew what he had in store. I knew he had some stuff on his sleeve, y'all. I'm telling you. Nelson Gotta represent. Gotta represent. <laughs> Yo, Nell. Yes. You got a vendetta going on, bro. I know. Let me get Cheryl down a couple of pounds. She looking really round in this. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Nelson out to get <laughs> like, Yo, I'm out to slide Take no prisoners That was a take no prisoner section, boy Yo, so motivated If you wanna eh, eh, first, and f- first and foremost Let Nelson know how you feel about his block party mixes yes. Alright, hit him up Info at morningcoffee.chat That's info at morningcoffee.chat once again, info at morningcoffee.chat. And if you want to catch his mixes, where you just want the mixes, just his mixes, his block party mixes for yourself, just go on to mixcloud.com and just hit up DJ Nelson, the maestro, block party mix, and you will get, like, he has an array of them. You know what I'm saying? He has an array of them. You'll love them. All right? Matter of fact, you can hear him, uh, his mixes, just just by any time on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7, Station with Heart on iHeart, they play the block party mixes they all day long. Like, you can catch it at any time. Right. All right? So it's, it's all good. So, stop. Yes. Let's let's get into some thoughts of wisdom because the conversation about about Monique that she did on the Shay Shay room, you know what I'm saying? Um, I I want to talk about that some more, but yes. let's let's get into your thoughts of wisdom right now because I know you got some really good thoughts of wisdom on this terrific Tuesday. So so motivated, grab your paper and your pen because Cheryl Star is about to go in with today's thoughts. It's time for your thoughts of wisdom with Cheryl Stone. Thank you, Jazzy G. So motivators, today's thoughts of wisdom. When we can handle the truth, we leave no room for people to BS us. And y'all know I want to say the full word, but Nelson to kill me. But I just want y'all to think about this. Like we say all the time, and Jazzy G says it all the time, the truth will make you free. It's nothing like being free, especially when you get something off your trust, when you apologize, when you take accountability. Now you can become a better person. And I know everybody wants to become a better person, no matter what that truth is for you or calling somebody out. It's not snitching, people. It's not snitching. You got to call people to the front of the congregation sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Because one thing about a lie It festers And a lie It'll carry over and over and over Where all you do is gotta admit the truth one time And then now you can move on So people I say this again And I want y'all to marinate on this When we Can handle the truth We leave no room For people to BS us Leave no room for people to lie to you When you can handle the truth 
Trust me, people. Back to you, Jazzy G. Follow Cheryl Star's Thoughts of Wisdom on Facebook. Thank you, Cheryl Star, with today's <laughs> Thoughts of Wisdom. I thought I was going to break out into a sermon. <laughs> <laughs> but you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm surprised nothing has some of them organs going behind you. <laughs> like, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, word. <laughs> oh, man. Church of Yo, real, so motivated. You know, when, when people call truth tellers to the forum, that's when you know people gonna start saying well star tell everybody you gotta weave in that ain't your hair <laughs> <laughs> so i'm t- i'm telling my own truth because <laughs> you know when you blow the whistle you gotta be willing to take it you know yeah, you dish yeah. it out that's why i respect monique i respect cat williams any truth tellers out there i'm telling you jazzy g because my truth well, I, I hold myself accountable because I always hold people accountable. So if you got me, I'm, I'm the first. Because I tell you right now, when I when I talk mess and people get to say, Cheryl, you was talking mess. Talk, bring it, bring it, because I'm gonna do that. We got and and I like I told you the reason that I've been like that is because you know I, I thought my father was gonna get me a beating when he caught me lying. You know yeah, I was yeah. traumatized from from just getting caught in the lie and he didn't actually beat me, which is more of a punishment because right. he he took away some of my freedom. Yeah. You know, I would have rather get a beating so I could go back and, you know, and go back to the practice. And he was like, after basketball practice, you got to come straight home every day. That was way more of a punishment. Right. Yeah. Way and more. Plus, he showed <laughs> he he showed his disappointment in you. Right. And, and, and that that hurt more than anything. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know, when parents show their disappointment in that child. That child really was like, yo, okay, I, I got a straight number fly right. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, it is about accountability, you know what I'm saying? Right. And responsibility. It is, it is about that. And when you hold someone to it, like, that's why the, the scripture says the truth will make you free. Right. Because it's about accountability. So, they, you know, they changed it to, to the truth will we'll set, set you free. free. That's the slave master's version. Right. Did that to, to hold a slave to to, to thinking to, about like somebody's the master, doing you a right, favor. Holding the slave to the master. Right. So the, you know, saying the truth will set you free. If you mm-hmm. tell me the truth, I, I I'll set you free one day. That's where that comes from. Or but if you it, snitch on John, right, I'll set you right, free. I'll set you free. Right. <laughs> so exactly. It, right. That's it's. But the scripture does not say because they mm-hmm. couldn't read. You know what I'm saying? Most right, right, right. So right. they would just repeat what was told. Right, right. That's so true. that's what, and it's just been, that's how powerful things are. You think about it because that terminology mm-hmm. has been handed down so many generations and people yeah. say it today like it's scripture and it's right. not set you free. It's not scripture and that has a whole different meaning to it. You know what I'm saying? The content mm-hmm. is different because setting, setting you free, you know what I'm saying? It's all somebody else's accountability. But making you free is on your own accountability. And I think, you know, I, I think um, we we talked about that before. And, you know, just talking about it again, I, I agree 100 percent, because I think when we talked about it before, what I said and, I, you know, I would have we would have to um, go on the Spotify show. But what I said is, you know, how sometimes we hold ourselves hostages because sometimes it's mm-hmm. us. So I get what you're saying and, and, and I agree with you Because we didn't talk about it In its entirety The way we're explaining it right now So I stand corrected on that Because it is a big difference in words 
You know, it right. is a big difference. Mm-hmm. And it depends on who are the ones that you're telling the truth to. So if you're doing it in order for somebody to set you free, I can see that slave mentality mindset. Right. Because they freed mm-hmm. the slaves, right? right? Exactly. Somebody mm-hmm. set the slaves free based right. on the law that changed. But what I'm saying is, in, in the terminology of you know going to marriage counseling and stuff like that, I helped myself hostage of my miscarriage. That was a burden that I kept in my heart, and mm-hmm. it pained me to talk about it. And when I when I had conversations about it, connected with my divorce. People that that saw me, they saw that that and that's why I, I respect my marriage counselor, because people that knew me didn't even read through the lines because that's not their profession. They're not trained to see the, you know, see through what you really what your pain really is. Right. You know what right. I mean? Everybody else was just right. like, oh, this divorce. It really was me using a part of, oh, what I had to, uh, you know, like, because people couldn't understand why you, Cheryl, Alex is a great guy and blah, blah, blah. But I had a pain that I wouldn't let go of myself. And so that's why I say sometimes we hold ourselves hostages to what we're believing because we ain't ready to set ourselves free to heal yet. So we keep that in our own mind. So that's why I was saying sometimes setting yourself free can be yourself. But I totally get the terminology of what they said it to be, like you said. And I agree with making you free. Right. I just wanted to share that. So motivate us. Right. Because, again, that's why the scripture is set up that way. Right. And it says it that way in that sense. And it makes sense, like you said, because they couldn't read back then. So read back then. It wasn't right. They went by what the slave master told them. Right. He was in all control. But it was the scripture saying, but make you free, man, that the truth will make you accountable for every every action that you take. Right. With every action, there's a reaction and there's a consequence to everything that you do. So telling the truth or living in your truth, because it's really about the scripture is really talking about living in your truth. It's not just talking about words of truth. It's right. talking about living in that. It's, it's really talking about habitat in, in truth. Uh-huh. And that's what it's really right, talking right, about. Right. right. So it's about embodying truth. It's not really it's not so much words. It's about embodying it, that you're carrying yourself in a certain manner. You know what right. I'm saying? You're not living in this lie, you know what I'm saying, so to speak. You're not living the lie. You you living in the truth. That's what it's right. really embodying, you know what I'm saying? So that's the difference. But I lost a close friend like that because uh we always had conversations of truth. And right. you know, um there was there was there was this challenge going on about his training because I was a big advocate for him getting promoted. And, you know, he, I trained him only for a short time, like maybe six months, not even a year. And when I was training him, because I worked for the union before him. So of course I had seniority, but when I was training him, cause they put him on my team, I saw that he caught, he caught, I taught him some things, but there were some things that I learned from him. So right. I was like, oh, wow, he needs to be on my level. I never said because I was hired to train him that I was better. I had some things that I was more experienced in because I was working there longer. So, you know, the new person coming on the job, you always got somebody that's going to show them the rope. So that's just how things work. Even in basketball, just because Ron Harper took Kobe under his wing, it don't mean Kobe wasn't a better basketball player than him. Right, but right, Ron Hopper exactly. is there to show you how to survive in the NBA with the real stuff that happens off the court, like you know, just so you can be conditioned. So that's how I always looked at it. I never 
took a role of leadership and and didn't didn't recognize other leaders and what they had great to make me better because if i get the right people on my team now that's how we the dream team because exactly. i may be good at directions and I maybe could be directing everybody, but I'm not the person that's good at the media stuff. So maybe I'm going to put the social media person on my team. So this is what a leader really learns. A leader learns that they're not the only one in the room that's a possible leader. And when I had a friend who was very intelligent, very smart, he had always great ideas. And, you know, when he was on my team, I shot like a rocket. But I got a lot of the credit because I'm the leader of the team. But I always gave the credit back. And there was a day he had a trainer. Once he left my team and he went on another team, he started sinking. And I'm like, this is the wrong person. Because everybody yeah, can't yeah. train everybody. And, right. and not, not even the person that was with him had a lot of experience, but he wasn't a good teacher. And right. people couldn't understand it. And I saw it. I said it. I said, he's not the right person to teach this person how to be a leader because he is a certain way. Everybody can't learn under everybody's training. So I kept telling my president, vice president, take him off that team, take him off the team. So anyway, one day we had this meeting and he said to me, he said, Cheryl, I'm going to be honest because I want to I want to move up. I'm going to tell them that I can't be on this team and he's not doing the right thing. So I was feeling proud, like stand up for yourself. Here I am, a black woman. You're a black man. You can't let me stand up for you more than you stand up for you. Right. Like, that's not right. where I come from. I never seen right. my brother back down. I never seen my father back down. So I can't fathom you backing down so I'm, and i'm telling you you tell them you the one who brought this project to me right get stand in your truth don't right. be shameful of your don't be you know they say oh don't be modest or don't be no what we good at let's claim it what we right. need to learn that makes us grow just just take accountability no i'm not as good as this as cheryl is but i'm i taught her this Right. You get what I mean? And yeah. when he came in that meeting and did nothing of what he said he was going to do, I couldn't be friends with him no more. <laughs> I was like, "That's a, I didn't even drive him back to New York. <laughs> he could not. Run. <laughs> you better he tell went. me, buddy. <laughs> he had to get on the train and take the bus to the train because we was all the way out somewhere far Rockaway, near your near your area. <laughs> not we was all the way out in the, in in Queens somewhere near the JFK over that way. <laughs> And he was he was looking for me. I done got in the car and drove off. <laughs> and I didn't explain myself, but he caught the message. Yeah. <laughs> he caught it. He caught it. Oh, he knew he couldn't ever. even look me in my eye when we came to work Monday. He couldn't look at me because I was just gonna not even you know, I can't. When you say this is your truth, and yeah. if you're complaining about your truth, and you know I'm a leader to say, Okay, are you complaining that they not paying you what you should be paid, and I'm going in here to fight for you, now I need to to stand up and tell the truth what did they exactly. pay you? how did they rob exactly. you of your money you can't go in there when i'm ready to go in there and be like um 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 like what ralph cram did a hum the hum the hum no that's not how that works that's, that's not how that works because we all got to speak our truth exactly exactly you guys show you got the backbone that's what it was and, 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 you and have that's to, why i ain't date you you know who you are <laughs> you ain't had no backbone so how was you gonna rock my back <laughs> you couldn't blow my yeah. back out You ain't even have a backbone <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, but that's the that's the craziest thing too You you have to stand up for yourself You have to And, and again 
I think what it is too, what's fascinating about going just going back to Monique and and and, and even Cat Williams and, and someone like Monique that just stands up for themselves and, and, and ready to advocate for themselves and other people as well. And it makes it makes the powers that be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And one thing about the powers that be, especially my ball people, they hate to feel uncomfortable. They rather burn books. They rather <laughs> right. laws. They rather right. move the goalposts. Whatever it takes for them not to feel uncomfortable, and then they make they take your same thing that you did that made them uncomfortable. They copy it to to say that they created it. Oh yeah, Trump did do. that to Obama. Then, right, Trump they, did that they to do Obama it every time. Right. So that's how the my ball people work. You know, say so if I can't play, I'm taking my ball with me, and then they go say those same moves that you did on the court or on the field. They uh, on the diamond. They do the same exact moves that you did, and and, and try and, to say and, and, and they'll and they'll try to get credit for it because yeah, you know remember when Obama was in office and he put he uh, he brought a lot of bills to the table. Obama, the um, the the um, Democratic. Of campaign came with the the uh, the pardon of the prisoners, and they 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 uh you know they didn't pass it. So when Trump got in office, Trump went and took that bill and had it passed, and he got and that's why Ti was talking to Candace about when Candace was like he freed more black people than on Obama because you know you and, and she's a very intelligent woman. Take that away from her, but when people have a radar vision. They only want to see what they want to talk about. Yeah. And that's what T.I. said. Do you know that that was Obama and that was Obama's just like, you know, um, that the Cordell lady had that had the um, clean slate bill. That bill was when we was in the union. But whoever is in office at that time, because, you know, bills let they land in Congress and they stay there sometimes for years. Sometimes no lynching bill. The no lynching bill has been on the table for what three decades now this, this decades is what i'm now. saying so don't be and, and don't no be. one took it on no one took it on. well what happened is well we, we can't say obama didn't take it on obama did take it on and they sliced it up they sliced it up and then they kept you know saying and they kept sending it back and everything like that right right slicing it up yeah so I, I, yeah I, and that's I, what I, they did with the thing so when when uh trump got the uh the, the pardon passed and little Wayne got on to I'm voting for Trump because Trump got my charges dropped blah 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 they don't understand that he didn't and, and the thing that I didn't like about Biden is that Biden didn't even correct that when he was up there and when they was doing a debate for the last election he brought that up I'm the one who, who such and such and, and Biden didn't say a daggone thing that people was breaking because you know I was watching it I was watching that debate yeah. it's like open your because you was the vice president when that bill was presented like you dummy man that <laughs> biden i'll tell you he's a he's a character in itself i'm telling you I, yeah I, it's a lot about him but i won't talk about it on here i'm telling you right that, right but we'll I be talking about politics that has nothing to do because i don't even want to talk about politics but you know what i'm saying with politicians right about now you know what i'm saying but that guy <laughs> And it's election year too, so I don't. I'm not out to sway anybody. I'm not out to endorse anyone. I don't right. think that's not that's not my thing, because you know how I vote is how I vote. 
And, you know, I vote for, for a certain reason. The presidency doesn't really mean that much to me. I, right. I never saw it as that. Being uh-huh. someone that lives, you know, here in Nassau County and the suburbs and, and you know, say homeowner, those things, father, right. husband, that type of thing. The presidency wasn't the top tier for me. For y'all, right, for the community. that's not where right. my taxes was going to rely right. on. It's not going to rely right. on the president. It's not going to rely. My, I have to deal with my taxes, my, my kids schooled and my, you right. know what I'm saying, my school taxes, my, you know, the the, the different things, that, the, the programs that, that are awarded to us and the ones that aren't. The things that's in the school district, because I live in a school district, run is run by a school district. It's not run by a mayor or, or anything like that. So we don't right. have that. We're run by a school board. So that that t- tells you know tell the tell in just about anything that we do. So that that's the reason why our taxes mm-hmm. what it is. My property taxes or or school taxes or, or anything. So right. when 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 the, the 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 sidewalks are messed up or the roads are messed up, I have to make sure that or, or the garbage is not being picked up properly. I gotta make sure I have the right sanitation commissioner in in place and all those things. So those those you know what I'm saying Your immediate concerns right you know what I'm saying those are important to me because those people are important to me because of good things done you know who is the assembly person the right. assembly person is important to me because that's where the tax dollars where my tax dollars going my district need money for certain things so I gotta know that, that my assembly person is gonna get it done right and my councilman man or woman I gotta know what's going on because they're gonna make sure that these laws are gonna be put in place that these laws are gonna uphold so I can so my kids can be safe my family can be safe where I live same thing with the judges I vote for certain judges like I voted a certain way across the board for judges in the last election that I voted because I needed these judges to be in office but these judges are the judges I need to to make sure you know saying my streets are 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 gonna be uh, uh, safe you know what I'm saying for my family. So those are the things I vote on. I don't right. get caught up in the whole TV thing with the president. And I and, and, the, and the biggest problem with the African American community is that we go we vote on the president so much and we look toward the four years. And I know some African Americans that only vote every four years, and that's the most right. And they don't vote on all of the local right. elections. And, the oh, right, the local election. Right. They can't even tell you who their councilman is. They, right. they their public advocate is. They just like when Billy. He was on here and I was talking about I was talking about far as sanitation commissions. Oh, you must live in Nassau County. He knew right, right away. Right. Because again, those things are important to me. The fire commissioner is important to me. I need those things. I need to know my that my assembly man and woman is gonna be there. Matter of fact, I help oust the assembly person to get in another assembly person. Right. I help oust one to get in another one, okay, because that particular senator and they were going, Oh, that she's just under that senator. But that senator I knew was gonna get us the money and I our district that right. we needed he was right. getting us that that those millions of dollars that i knew we needed in our district to get certain things done so oh you want her in i got you because this right. is how much i want though this is how much our, our district need okay cool we're gonna give you a district xyz money because hey endorse her cool i endorse her that's cool. why I, I that's why and i like that's how i vote right that's how i vote and and that's how a lot of communities that are into the 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 local elections they get things done like that because they understand it's not from the top up it's from the bottom up 
mm-hmm. you know, and they, they know that because like I was mentioning in New Haven, I always, you know, because I was very proud of my friend. They have all the community people. At one time, it was uh, it was a lot, all the white people. And it was some people that didn't know the community issues that were in office and, and in those local positions. And all of the union members, they did a campaign in New Haven where Yale uh, College is at, and they all got elected. It was crazy. They did a sweep. They, they, they won all the elections, and they didn't get the mayor position, but they even had... Uh, a woman named Taisha, forgot her last name, running for the mayor. And right. when I was at the convention with her, um, they was like, Cheryl, you know, she's rain- running for mayor of New Haven. And I said, wow. I was impressed because they had all the positions, assemblymen, the borough council president, mm-hmm. the um, all of the local, like you said, all the local mm-hmm. positions. They had them. Number one, they were black people elected, but they were union members elected. And then they right. left the unions to go be in the, in the, cause you can't work in the union and still be in your, uh, p- politician seat. Right. right. So, but they were people that the community knew because the union in New Haven, even though that was a part of my union, but they got their own, uh, stuff. Like we had New York did their own thing, Connecticut do their own thing, Jersey do their own thing, but we all one union. We just have different districts. And when we all went out there to support it, it was just great to see. And it motivated a lot of people in other cities to like if they can get this done in a racist town right. what you 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 telling me people people in the community of Yale like right where the college did the this school that a lot of black people don't go to they yeah. all a councilman and they making all the speeches and all that stuff so that was great to see but yeah like Billy said we have to educate people that it's the local uh, elections that matter. And, you know, we're we going to have him back on the show. Black people, black people miss the mark. I'm watching. These right, people. right. So I'm watching them in Boston. I'm watching them here in New York. Mm-hmm. And y'all are missing the mark. You keep right. talking about the president, the president. I'm going with Trump because he's going to fix the, the border, this and that. And this right. And that. You missed the mark. You missing the mark. Chicago, where's your ultimate? Where's your ultimate? What? How did you let? How did your ultimate allow that to happen? Okay, where's your councilman in in, in, in Boston? Where's your Where's your public advocate in New York? How did you allow them to do this? Okay. They were supposed to be the ones right there in the mayor's office saying, nah, we can't we can't be putting, you know what I'm saying? We got homeless people out here that's been here. Let's fix the homeless problem first. Let's fix the homeless problem of the people that's here on the street. And then we can bring other people in and try to try to help out if that's need be. But let's fix right, let's right. fix our first problem. And then no one no one is holding their their, their similar per uh, accountable right. their local their leaders their right. public advocate their councilman they're not holding nothing of accountable and like they 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 flying under the radar and I'm like you people right. bugging with this fluff with this Biden Trump stuff you think it's gonna change because Trump is gonna come back in office you out your mind you out your mind I can show you I can show you a picture Of a ghetto From from 30 years ago And I can show you A picture of a ghetto Right now And it still looks the same How many presidents Have we had in 30 years 
okay that doesn't change a bit what you what you need is your local officials and hold them to count you know what reason why you don't hold your local officials to count because you're not part of the in crowd and, they, and they're not a part of their community and the less the less people vote in those things the more those guys that want to get in will get in because all they need is the right kind of votes They just go to the right churches The right organizations, the right unions And they promise a bunch of stuff And then you are put out Because you're not involved with it You're not involved in none of the local elections None of the local, anything You don't even speak it I can guarantee you The majority of you right now Don't know who who's your 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 college uh, College elected official You don't know the college uh, uh, What is it called? Um, because the, the 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 presidency is, is voted on what what's called the college elect, right? How many? Yeah, yeah. How many, uh, right. Yeah. So how many? Right. How many of you know of any of those people? Have you have you sat down with any of those people? Have you had? Have you talked to any of them? Have you brought them over your house for dinner to know how they're gonna vote? Get what I'm saying? So you don't you don't even. <laughs> Well, one thing, one me, thing that frustrates me that we don't understand politics, but we always ready to talk politics. Right, and, and you know what I think? I think that we got to teach that. Like Billy made a good point of, uh, you know, because the communities are not the communities. You know, people are not. Uh, you know how your 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 area uh, community of people because when things go you know like if y'all need your street light everybody in the community knows what's going on a lot of the communities are not into what's going on and they are not leading and being a voice in their community so um, what what Billy has said Billy Council when he came on is that when if we start building the communities the committees and the communities again now we can have forums and educate people because remember they used to have a lot of community meetings where they're telling people this like let's find out who our borough president is let's they do this. always and, have town hall meetings right How but people, people don't go right exactly the, when they when they have school board how many of you are going to your school board uh, right. meetings on a on a weekly basis on a regular basis right how many of you doing that that is important right and you're not taking time out you're gonna make all the excuses in the world that oh i don't have the time because x y and the z but you know how the 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 Atlanta housewives episode you know the this and the that on tv you gotta be <laughs> exactly you know who was on the bachelor you are you gotta be kidding me that you that's the reason why you're not going. Don't don't right. don't, don't front because you wanna see the latest and the greatest because you work hard all day, you are home and now you wanna you wanna escape into the Talas vision. But I'm telling you Any that's change the reason why things go over your head. With great and, sacrifice. Right. And if your councilman is crooked, everything else is gonna become clear. If your assemblyman is crooked, everything is gonna be good. Again, they just have a they're having a special election right here in Nassau County and in, in, in Queens, right? For Tom Swazi and uh, I forget the the, the the other lady's name again. Um, but it, it's it's a big battle because the the the, the, the guy that was <laughs> that was elected that actually got elected to Tom Swazi actually uh, he, when he was running for president, he had to abandon our governor. He had to abandon that seat, and the guy that got in ended up being a crook. He ended up being this big liar crook, and then they had to get him out because he was an embarrassment. 
<laughs> to them. You know what I'm saying? It was a big embarrassment. You know what right. I'm saying? But now they, they now they got this other woman and, and the Republican Party is, is backing up with big, big money and everything. So Swazi wants his seat back. Now he's running and it's getting ugly. It's very, very ugly. You understand what I'm saying? But a lot of people are not paying attention. Now they're paying attention because all the corruption came out. Everything but came now out. Now they're paying attention. See, yeah. but you didn't pay attention before. You just allowed somebody to tell a bunch of lies and, and tell, then you didn't pay attention. And that's what happened because you didn't go to the poll when you should have gone to the poll, and that makes the difference. You get you concentrate on this president thing, and I'm not saying don't go and vote for the president. I'm saying especially what's happened is that why is the midterm election is always a lower turnout than the president's? Right, uh, and this is gotta educate. That's ridiculous thing in the world. That is ridiculous. It should be the midterm election should be the higher rating of, of, of voting compared to the. But the, you know, the, also the too, the people that are in office, if they don't have, uh, if you if you just don't hold them accountable, because really they should be in the communities introducing themselves that I'm your borough president, I'm your alderman, I'm your such and such. But a lot of them get in that seat. Defaultly, they get in that seat, and then the community, like you said, don't hold them accountable because they don't even vote. They win in these elections sometimes because people just voted uh, their party. They vote in the party, right. but they're not voting on the issues that the party is speaking about. And uh, that's a lot of things about educating the community. But a lot of times, you know, we used to do. We used to go to those they offices. You know, we used to go to the, we used to go to their offices, and that's when. You know, you meet them and, and when you hold them accountable, like you show up in their office, like, oh, how come you haven't introduced? How come the community don't know who you are? And then they start campaigning only on election time. And we know that's cliche. Like, how come you in the community or you you're the older man? You want to come to this place or you want to you want to fix something that was a problem for two years. But when election time come, you're getting it done. People are getting, you know, they're getting hip to the scams, but what, like you said, I agree. They gotta get more involved in their local elections. Yeah, gotta and get that's involved when in their community. Are, period. And Ice Cube said that. You know, Ice Cube talked about that a lot. Like when, um, when a president, he was like, people don't even do any anything on a lower level. You know, because right. if they, if we hold them accountable, and the lower level people are connected with the community. The presidency will will have more accountability because I they'll remember. know the people below them got their stuff together. When we're here in my town in Roosevelt, we had a gang problem at one time, and one uh, one a, a guy got killed on on a homecoming. He got shot and killed, having a fight with his kid, and the kid shot him and everything like that, and. Uh, it, it became a big thing and it put a real black eye on our town because this is a football town and homecoming is a big, big event. Big, you know, it's big. You know, saying it's a champion football town. You know, what I'm saying we have pros you know, coming from this town that's in the pros. You get what I'm saying? So, and and it was a big black eye. And I remember when the principal uh, brought like a lot of us. Uh, community leaders in and he, he had us all come in he said we have to do something about this gang situation in Roosevelt we got to do something uh, you know what I'm saying so they asked at the time um, Tom Swat same Tom Swat that I was talking about running for the, the, the sentencing he uh he was he was at, at the time he was uh Nassau County uh executive he was mm -hmm. he was, he was a, the yeah he was a uh, county executive so the the whole thing was that 
something has to be done what's going on because with the violence that went on here and then there was an, another thing with two young girls that got killed and some type of gay thing and it happened in um uh this was in suffolk county but it was a gang related type of thing so it was it was really spreading it was the, the whole gang situation becoming really you know a thing a big so, thing yeah yeah and 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 so we all sat in the committee and we it was like round table and we all were speaking on what needs to be done how things be done and one of the things that you know we had came up with because of the whole colors thing because you had you had the crips with the with the blue and you had the bloods with the red and you had the um the uh, uh what's the spanish gang uh the Latin, the Latin Kings, they have, they they wear like the gold or something like that. Mm, yellow, like a, yeah, yeah, gold, yeah, something like that. And then there was the uh, MS13, and I forget what they call. I think they 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 colors is connected to the El Salvador flag or something like that. So we were like, okay, one of the first things we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna implement uniforms. So. Um, you can't force uniforms in a public school district. You can't really force it. You know what I'm saying? You got it has to really be voted in, and then then you can enforce it. You know what I'm saying? You just can't just come up and say, okay, everybody's gonna wear uniforms now. It's like it has to be a voted thing. You know what I mean? It just you know because it's public school, so it's certain rules and regulations to public school. You know what I'm saying? So now we were discussing all kind of things. Well, what kind of community involvement we're gonna get these kids in? That's that's how my whole basketball camp came about. Okay. And then at the time at the time I was PTA president. So at, at, and I was beefing with P, with the PTA at the time in, in Nassau County because they're very racist. And they were showing they they were showing their racist head. Mm -hmm. So I actually cre created my own <laughs> the PTA. It was called Parents as Partners. So when I was at at the time who um, was the, the the grant writer, and she later became superintendent here. She's a superintendent in in in, in New Jersey now. But at the time, I, I went to her and I said, "Well, I want to start this parents as partners thing with the parents and the teachers and and so so that because." PTA is not really doing what they should be doing and it's that, you know, they don't care about us and this and that, it's us them type of thing. So, so she, I, I broke it down, everything that needs to be done and then she actually wrote up the grant and she said, oh, okay, Mr. Rain, I'm gonna get it. So then she came back to me, it had to be about a month later and she had got me like $100,000 to start this program. So mm -hmm. I, I started the program and I was telling, you know, I was trying to reach out to other districts too to say hey man join this program kill kill your pta and join this program you know what i'm saying so hey, word got hey. out so then pta really reached out to me because they were they was kind of ignoring me a bit but then they came and they they had this whole big thing and then you, you get what i'm saying now they yeah. kiss my butt a little bit it was just it was just like that you know what i'm saying so everything that we were doing had to had to deal with and and, and one of the things that we did that was very very big we got fathers involved we got fathers involved in everything everything that we did it was a father thing you know what i'm saying right. not to exclude anybody but it was a the, it, it was a father thing because the men had to show that hey man we're gonna stand up and, and have a backbone and, and 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 take over 
our community. It's no longer, you know what I'm saying, we're going to walk the streets, we're going to do whatever we got to do, you understand, to make sure this this happens, you know what I'm saying, and make sure. So I reached out, not only the churches, the church was involved, the, the, the mosque was involved, you know what I'm saying, I even reached out to the Nation of Islam to come over here. Everything. Right. So a lot of things happened at the same, so so many things were happening at the same time because because there was like a little tension between Latinos and blacks and all kinds of stuff was going on where there was a whole protest where Al Sharpton came out here and everything like that. So a lot of stuff was going on. You know what I'm saying? And I had my hands in it all. Like, yo, man, we're not going to let people come in here and exploit us. We're not going to let people come in here and think they're going to take it over. We're going to run our own community. This is our community. We're going to build this for our kids to build this stuff up. We have, so money came about to build new schools, to do parks, everything. I mean, every day. And that's where you got to ask for it. Just yeah, you gotta put the tell people them what in place need. and say, we need this. Need you want to be elected? We need, we need yep, new schools. You want to be elected? We, we need new parks. You right. want to be elected? We need our roads to be fixed. You want to be elected? That's how we were doing it. Yep. Everything. We went up to the border <laughs> regions. We we had bus loads. We did this is what we did. We we just we we organized and we and, and we just went, you know what I'm saying? We just went full force. But what it was is that what truly made the difference is see men, black and Latino men, standing in the forefront for they for their families and saying, man, no more of this BS. No more. And it made the difference. It made all the difference in the world. And then the day, because they, they brought it, they, the state brought in this, super, this puppet superintendent. And he, because he was good friends with Bill Cosby. So he brought Bill Cosby here, you know what I'm saying? Or on the, on the, uh, uh, for the, to, to pass the, the, to pass the, the, the budget, right? So mm-hmm. I was against the budget. I was against the budget, the whole thing. So, you know what I'm saying? That's all, because I didn't like him. So I said, so I went this, we were like, it was like this tug of war thing. He brought Bill Cosby in. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I went to all the church leaders and everything like that. Because some of the church, and I saw what church leaders was 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 butt kisses and everything because they got down with you know what I'm saying. Because he had Bill Cosby and all that stuff. It didn't pass. Right. It didn't pass, and my work was done. And from then, that's when they started calling me the mayor. That's when the nickname was "You the Mayor" because for that to happen, you know what I'm saying? Because they had this whole big thing. Because when they didn't have me on the panel, because they had a whole panel, Bill Cosby's on that. Then they didn't have me on the panel. But like, well, Mr. Rainey ain't on that panel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you'll see why Mr. Rainey ain't on that panel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and it said, but again. My involvement with my community is is everything that I embody, and you have to be that. You have to be that community leader, that community builder. You have to you have to take. You got to know who these politicians are and what's their agenda and what they want. Because if you get a bad politician in there, or that person, he or she will corrupt it all. And the corruption will just keep going on and going on. And then the next corrupt person will take over that person and just go on and on and on. And you just sent back to about, well, I. I vote. That's why all they. I vote for Trump. They do with your community. They don't get involved, right? And they had nothing. And Biden and Trump don't give a dang about your community. They don't give a damn about that. You know what I'm saying? They got bigger fish to fry. 
You know what I'm saying? They're overseas somewhere while your community is crumbling. And, and you have to get involved. You have to make those councilmen, those assembly men, those altermen, those, you know what I'm saying? You have to make those people be your voice. They have to be your voice. That's the whole idea of it. When they're going up to the state, they got to be your voice. When they're going to, to, to D.C., they got to be your voice. That's how it works. You got to make these people speak for you. That's how you do it. And if you're speaking collectively, the unions know how to do it. The unions, that, the unions that's know what how we to do, do. We train people Just to do watch that. That's what the unions do. And that's exactly. What we, do. we got the unions involved in Yeah, all you just got to get the one curricula because it works in every aspect of life. That's what I'm saying. And once we got CSEA involved, it made the difference also. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it, all the difference in the world. You have to do that because they were the ones that gonna help organize things. So you, you want to get those buses. You want to get the dits. You know what I'm saying? They know how to do it. They got the people to do it. They do it every day. That's you know our job. When you right. mobilize, yeah, exactly. you can organize. Exactly. We have organizers. Exactly. You want to learn how to organize, exactly. I can train you. Exactly. <laughs> That's why you don't see the politician on the street, because he can yep. go into those churches, and he can go into those union halls, yep. That's what say what he got to say, yep. and then the word spread like, wow. out like that. Yep. Yep. But you got to be a part of it. You got to be at the town hall meetings. You got to be in all those things, and they have them. You just got to be part of it. I get these robocalls every day. I still haven't changed anything because I want to know when they're having these meetings, when this meeting is happening, what that meeting is happening. Right. Involved with it, and right. that's what it's all about. But Nelson is giving us the wrap-up sign over here, so motivators. Yes. And, uh, hey, we're going to take our deep breath and say our affirmation protection prayer and everything like that. But uh, today was was, 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 was was packed with a lot of stuff going on, man. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm proud of Monique. I Always been. proud of Monique. I am proud Always of her. And, and I'm even, and, 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 and Cat Williams too. Yes. Up. I know some of y'all going to say, oh, the, the black thing and this and that. But I'm telling you, man, you got to, at times, man, you got to stand up for yourself and stand up for those who sometimes don't speak for themselves. You got to be that advocate again, because we can't keep putting everything, uh, sweeping it under the rug. When you when you say those things that you're saying, all you doing is saying you just using a new way of saying uh, what stays in this house, what's in this house, what happens in this house stays in this house. That's all you doing. You just saying it in a different way. That's all, and that's all it is. But with that being said, we're gonna take our deep breaths and, and say our affirmation, protection, prayer on this terrific Tuesday. All right. So breathe in. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Release. Extend, extend, extend it. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend, extend it. One more time, beloveds. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend it, extend it. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. No matter where we are, God is and all is well. It's Terrific Tuesdays with the motivator, Jazzy G. That is your affirmation, protection, prayer. You take that no matter where you go today, beloveds. No matter work, school, or play on this Terrific Tuesday. Remember, I love each and every one of you. It's not a damn thing you can do about it. Hey, Star, what you got yes. going on Terrific Tuesday? About to turn up the volume. 
<laughs> Tell the truth, people. <laughs> truth will make you free. <laughs> hey, so motivated. Me, Star, and Nelson, we're going to take two steps to the rear. Get on out of here, y'all. We see y'all tomorrow. Have some fun, hey. Tell the truth. <laughs> hey. Soul Motivators, hit us up. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Info at morningcoffee.chat.